0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
1: Fall guy. That's
0: what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists
1: to make you happy.
0: Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG 13.
0: Welcome everyone to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pal, Schmidt. And, uh, yeah, we're back at it here. So, um,. First things first. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a long podcast, so we'll just get right into it. Um, the Blackhawks play the Kraken tomorrow, which I'm excited for. The since Derek King's been head coach, they haven't lost a game. They're three and zero, and they also haven't trailed. Um, what have you, well, what have your thoughts have been on this team? Because I feel like, yeah, the stats aren't probably like it's not like everything's magically changed, but I feel like there's more compete to this team than there was under Colton and it's just it's it's refreshing to see instead of just like they're like they're trailing and it's like yeah they're not coming back like they have the lead and you know okay they're not dominating but they're still competing and it's 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 watchable (laughs) hockey at least
1: 100 percent, and they're actually I dare I say playing better team defense because I mean Four goals in three games is four goals in three games, no matter how you put it. Like, that's how many goals they've let up. That's that's a winning formula if I've ever seen one. Like, the goals for the offense come. Like, the power plays looks like shit right now. That will change eventually. But five on five, they're actually generating chances, which is interesting. Like, I know the advanced analytics still say they have, like, a low shot total and a low PDO and stuff. But – um I, I, you can clearly see a different, like you said, you can see a different attitude with this team under Derek King. It seems like there's less like worry to make a mistake almost, it seems like. And I also like, I feel like the Arizona game is a perfect example of just like how much just simple change can do. Cause like, look what happened with Strome, for instance. Like he takes a bad penalty at the end of the second and then they tie the game and then Derek King doesn't bench him. He puts him back out there after Doc gets elbowed in the face and they don't call that and he goes in the power play and just, and he get, gets his first goal of the season. And what have we been talking about on the podcast religiously? Where did Dylan Strome succeed when he got 51 points in 57 games? He was on the power play all the time. The number one power play with the brinket, with Kane, with Taves, with Jones, I guess now instead of Gustafson. But I mean, I, I really like what this team has done. I I'm really taking it with a grain of salt right now just because I don't – I need to see him do it over, like, a 10-game span. Like, That's I'm good. taking it one – I'm taking it one game at a time right now. Um, it's interesting that they have this much time off, which I guess is nice because then Derek King gets a lot of practices with the team and gives time for guys like Hagel and Johnson to get healthy. But, um I mean, look at what the change has done just in terms of, like, guys on the roster who needed to get off the schneid. Like, as soon as King took over, Kara got his first, Jones got his first. Uh, Strong got his first of the year. Like guys who needed to get off that um, Schneid for a goal got off. So I feel like that's just a sign of like what could come. Honestly,
0: Taves probably will get a goal soon. Like just everything <laughs> he's been doing, like driving play, winning faceoffs, all that, he's gonna score soon.
1: Oh yeah, he's, Taves and league are snake bitten right now, five on five, and they have been driving some of the best play. I feel like at five on five because. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, those two just don't, those two are play drivers at five on five. That's what they are. They can go to the corners. They can push people off the puck. That's what they do. Um then I'd like to see Doc get it going a little like that top line's getting chances, obviously, but then um, scoring, but like, you know, I feel like there's another gear that top line going to hit eventually. And I feel like they already kind of figured it out on the power play. You put Doc or Strom on that top unit, let them take the middle, either whether that's the bumper or they take the front of the net and, you go from there. I mean, they they, they they can win three out of the four on this next road trip. I can maybe take them seriously because it's a tough road trip. They go crack in, and then it's like back to back Edmonton and Vancouver. Yeah, and that's
0: then... the, that's the tough one, especially Edmonton, mm-hmm. Vancouver. We're gonna get yeah. into them. I'm not so worried about, what but... oh yeah. yeah, But Edmonton. That's gonna be. It'll be interesting. Like we'll see how good the penalty kill really is when we play. Edmonton. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. Like. Edmondson's power play has actually been asked right now. It's Harlem Globetrotters mm-hmm. right now. Dude, the Oilers are Harlem Globetrotters. Tricidal has, like, more goals than he has games played. Like,
0: He has more points than the best player on planet Earth. Like The best player on planet Earth
1: has had a point in every game this year. Like,
0: yeah. yeah, Jesus. Well, we'll talk about the Oilers as well, but I just wanted to go back to the point you made about the PDO. It's kind of interesting how – yeah, like, Carlton, I don't think he did a great job, but you just look at the PDO. Like, I even looked at all the individual PDOs. Like, none of them were above, like, 100. Like, just the, the, the shooting percentage is so low. The, the save percentage is so low. And now you've seen these past few games. Fleury has I think, has, like, a 950 save percentage or something like that. I can't remember if it was just even strength or just all altogether, but the goaltending has been way better, and it's interesting how just like a simple coaching change, even if like the, the strategies are not that same, how like just a like a different voice in the room can really help out with these guys. And I think that's definitely been the case. We've seen guys like Dylan, seen guys like Dylan Strome again, throwing kind of throwing shade at Jeremy Colleton. And that just shows like he did not have the locker room. After they continually said, uh, we believe in Jeremy Colleton. And obviously, you have to say that to the media, but it's apparent that he totally did not. And he, I think even, I forgot what Riley Stillman said, but like he kind of threw a little bit of shade at him as well. So it's refreshing that they, they're playing for each other. They're playing hard, that they're, they have a coach that they respect and just kind of tells it out. So it's it's nice to see that. And yeah, the road trip they have, I think Seattle, like if they can really, if they can beat Seattle, I think the big, again, the biggest, Challenges Edmonton, just Edmonton is in another like in another tier right now compared yeah. to the, the to these other teams that will play be playing like Seattle and then Vancouver and then I think they face Calgary after that's also gonna be a tough one because Calgary I've been I was so dead wrong about them
1: <laughs> we it's funny I joke I remember when we did our standing stretches I was like this might just be the year that Calgary does the bullshit where they win first in the West So they're really trying to do that right now. Oh, wow. Not first in the West, but, like, you know, it's one of those years where Calgary's like, yeah, we'll be good enough to make the playoffs. No. Because I feel like, at least personally, like, in the Johnny Gaudreau era, it's, like, either they are kind of like what the Hawks do when they're bad, which is, like, 13th, or they are just like, okay, we're good enough to be the three seed in the playoffs and lose. Like, there's no in between. So... They got to win three or four though. You're
0: right. Yeah, definitely. Like if they can get a win against Seattle and definitely Vancouver, I feel like they're on the right track, even if they're not like in the 500 or whatever, but um, uh, before we quickly get into Vancouver, cause they're kind of a mess right now. Um, some, I guess, breaking news. Uh, I don't know if you saw us, but the ice hogs, it's not too big with ice hogs hired uh, Jared Nightingale as their assistant coach. He, believe was on the team, like, in 2013-14, and uh, was, like, I think he was a head coach or assistant coach with the uh, Flint Firebirds, so, yeah. Um, now, now, on a Canucks, this is going <laughs> to be fun, because um, I don't even think their record is that horrible. It's not like, I don't even think they're as bad as the Blackhawks are right it,
1: now. It, I feel like it's just the stretch know they they're are. on right yeah, now, because... Yeah. I saw something where apparently it was, they almost gave up seven goals in three straight games. Yeah. That's not okay. (laughs) That's not not okay.
0: So yeah, I lied. I haven't really checked the standings. Uh, (laughs) So if Chicago wins tomorrow against Seattle and Vancouver just keeps losing, they're basically, they're the same record. So yeah, Vancouver kind of is in some uh, disarray right now. And I feel like there's a lot of uh, parallels between uh, these two franchises because, like Vancouver, they had their cup run or Stanley Cup final run in 2011. They really haven't done anything since like they obviously in the bubble, they went uh, to the second round all because of like Jacob Markstrom and Thatcher Demko. But that's, that's pretty much it. If you're a team that wants to win and that's like, you're like rebuilding and then like get into a winning team, like, and that's all you have to show for it. I feel like it's kind of the same thing as the blackhawks um they traded their first round pick i think a couple years ago it was for jt miller and uh then they traded their first round pick this year and it's like they're trying to go to win but then you go out and sign all these bottom six players to ridiculous contracts and then just like and they don't support the top the the top end play like oh man there's just there's just so much wrong with that like just the management with that team and like the apathy is growing like I like I think when they lost to uh Vegas when, when they were leading and then they just gave up like seven goals like they were not happy at all and there there needs to be changes there because I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast and the funniest thing is like how stable of a job Canadian general managers have that Jim Benning is like right like smack in the middle of that list I think he got hired in May 2014, then it's like uh, I think it's uh, Bergeron and and Chevaldeff. I can't remember, but it's 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 so funny. And it, again, it it goes back to the Blackhawks. You have the same management that does not know what they're doing. There's no direction there, and they're kind of paying for it for it right now so i don't know what your thoughts are on the canucks but i, I just feel like there's so many similarities between them and the blackhawks
1: 100 percent. it's a like like you said it's a organization that probably should have made a not like a roster move, but like an organizational front office move last offseason and they chose not to and like i guess i can understand their reasoning because of the covid outbreak and like they kind of had like a third of their season fucked because of that yeah but Oh my gosh, guys! Like they, like yeah, you moved some of those bottom six assets out. and Got OEL, that works. Sure, you get Hughes and Patterson locked up. But then that's
0: you sign like Tucker, Pullman, and all these guys to like I don't it, get
1: it. It right. makes it makes no sense. And then like I mean, we all knew Jaroslav Halak was gonna fall off eventually. Guys like forty,
0: like forty, forty one, right, and not playing behind Boston's defense. <laughs>
1: exactly, or the Islanders' defense. Like yeah. this is a different time um i i thought vancouver was gonna be better than they were than they oh, are me too, right yeah. now. i think they
0: are it's just there there needs to be changes i think it's a
1: coaching change like i was listening to the chris johnson show and he was really yeah. getting into how like they have like a last place penalty kill they like apparently they already have a like a veteran assistant on the roster kind of like the hawks did with crawford um because i know crawford's kind of like king's right hand man right now on their roster but like even if it's that much of a change, I feel like it's warranted because besides the COVID year, Travis Green has been not good as the Canucks head coach. Has he made the playoffs like twice, maybe?
0: I think it just once and that was the COVID year and again they Oh yeah, was it wasn't they towards wrote... the coach in twenty fifteen? I don't or, remember. I think it was a different, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but, but it wasn't was him. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't him. That's what, that's the, plan. they just rode hot goaltending to game seven against Vegas where they had no business in really being in that series at all. Yeah. And Quinn Hughes was on a
1: ridiculous tear yeah, for same a defense.
0: Pedersen and Horvath, like their top guys were their top guys, but yeah. and,
1: th- and that's another thing with Vancouver. Like Pedersen's not going to be mm-hmm. in this much of a slump forever. Like you miss camp and stuff That's tends to happen. Um, they got to figure out the back end in terms of pairings. Cause like, I, at least from the times I've turned on Vancouver games, it seems like they're lost in terms of just communication. I, maybe I'm wrong at that remark, but I just, it seems like they don't know where their partner's going to be half the time. And that leads to all these defensive miscues in their own zone. Kind of like the Hawks in a way. It's like, it took them what, like 15 games, to figure out the pairings almost like, geez. And it, take, and it takes time. It takes time for – especially when you have all those new pieces on defense like they do because, like, like you said, they have guys like Tucker Pullman. I think Luke Shen's on that defense too now. Yeah. Like, they got a bunch of new pieces, and that obviously takes time to get chemistry. So, I don't know. Like, we've seen what just a couple wins can do for a team's chemistry. You know what I mean? Like, the Hawks were in the toilet in terms of a week ago, and now things are starting to slowly look up in terms of the on-ice performance. All it takes is one big win, and I just hope that isn't against our team. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I wouldn't be too concerned with Vancouver right now. Obviously, it's tough, and, like, they're giving up a shit ton of goals, which isn't good. But I, I honestly think that just comes down to chemistry at the end of the day. And if it really comes down to it at the end of the day, you're going to have to fire the coach. There's just, like, especially if you're Jim Benning, because if you're Jim Benning, there's – how do you have any security on this roster for the next, like, two years? No you don't. And, like, guys like Bergerman know they're out the door, so, like, they're trying to do everything they can to fucking try to stay stay on their job. I don't know. I just feel like Benning can't sit on his hands on this one. You know what I mean? He's got to make a move. I don't know what that move is, to be exact, but he has to do something. And I, I'm curious to see what it is. Um, I personally think it's firing the coach.
0: Yeah, uh, they're probably going to do that. I feel like Benning should be gone, too. Like, again, I think they should do what the Blackhawks did, just – I'll be a different kind of circumstance. It's just, or they will be gone in the changes. off season. I
1: think personally, yeah, I just don't from, think they'll do that mid season. I could see. Oh, no.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. oh, I agree
1: with you. They did. They, they like
0: Vancouver would
1: be an organization that like, if the Hawks can't get like a Jeff Gordon, they need to go, go after a guy like that. Honestly. Cause I don't know. They got the pieces there, man. Yeah, like look good. Long, Hoglanders yeah. look good. Like, Oh my gosh. They have so much talent on that team. They can't be this bad. Like, I don't know. It It, it is shocking when you look at that, that Vancouver roster top to bottom and they have the record they have. Because I'd argue on paper they look better than the Hawks do on paper. And that's like – because obviously on paper means a whole different thing. But, like, their top six can basically compete with anyone's top six if they're rolling. And I feel like that's just the problem right now. If your centers aren't rolling, then you can't – and, like, I don't – I haven't heard much from Besser this year. I don't know if he hurt or is he just not having, like, a stellar year. I know JT Miller's killing it, but yeah. um, that's just, that's one of the crazy ones. JT Miller has been amazing since he's gone to Vancouver. Yeah, I
0: said they traded a first-round pick for him. I guess with the production that he's doing, it's, like, it's fine, but – just i don't know what the what the again like the blackhawks i don't know the direction of this team there's this whole thread of all the moves jim benning has made as a general manager and it's like oh man it's yeah. like for every good one he
1: makes he makes three questions exactly
0: ones. yeah because like
1: you have like the horbat trade you have um like picking Quinn hughes you have like all this other stuff then you have like giving up assets for oel which, like, I guess you got Garland too, but then, like, signing Louis Erickson, signing Antoine Roussel, signing Jay Beagle, signing agency,
0: as Tyler as well.
1: Mott, signing all these guys. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't understand why Vancouver's is bad, I really don't. And I guess we'll figure out maybe Thatcher Demko stands on his head for a month and things change. Who knows?
0: Yeah, again. Yeah, all it takes is just a good goalie to get things like a really like good goalie performance to turn things around. And speaking of that, I want to go to Anaheim, who has got a great goaltending and also like white hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they've won seven in a row, and they've not only that, but they've gotten, like, ridiculous performance out of Troy Terry, who is somehow fourth in the league for, with 20 points. <sighs> on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what a what a, what a a shrewd pickup by you. Oh, my but gosh. The only <laughs> players that are ahead of them in points are Ovechkin, McDavid, and Seidel. That's so funny. It's nuts. He's on, like, a 13,
1: 14-game point streak, I yeah. think. And it's not even just him who's been surprising. Yeah. Brian Getzlaf had a great Getzloff's
0: start. Back at a point per game, sixteen assists in sixteen games, like awesome. that's the most Getzloff thing ever. Like he just has a goal, but then sixteen. assists. Oh yeah, dude, and it's he's awesome. one point away from a thousand. Dude, did you
1: see Zeger's assist last? Zeger's assist last I night. I think I did, yeah. Or he's yeah. spinorama's at the Sonny Milano. Oh my gosh, like the Ducks are fun to watch right now. And that that's like you said, it's got to be the big surprise this season. Like obviously, we'll see how long. I don't know. I haven't looked at their advanced stats. Maybe they're on a PDO vendor. Who knows? But um, like yeah, for, no, in terms of for like, I, oh yeah, dude! In terms of a team that thought they were gonna be in the basement.
0: Like, oh, me too. Like what a hell! Of a I star. feel I feel like Anaheim didn't get enough shit last year for just how oh. bad they were, and like everyone, all the attention was on Buffalo and Arizona. I thought Anaheim could be like close to that. And it's crazy too because like I remember we were talking about Anaheim and it was like, okay, well they have like Combswa and stuff, and Combswa
1: isn't even doing anything this year. No, it's all it's everyone
0: else. Yeah. Um,
1: what was the other guy? Isaac Wunderstrom's been pretty solid for them this year. He's been a good uh, good in his second year. Um, Adam Henrik's still scoring goals. Jacob <laughs> Silverberg's still scoring goals. Like, what is this? What year are we in? Are we in 2016 again? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> Cam Fowler. It. Kevin Shattenkirk's got, like, 12 points or oh something like that on yeah. defense. Like, what world are we living in right now? <laughs> the only thing that makes sense is John Gibson. That's it. <laughs> like, Good for John. Like, and even then, like, even Anthony Solar is just killing it in
0: Anaheim right now.
1: Like, I guess hats off to Dallas Eakins. I think that's their head coach. Yeah, like, that's who it is. Hats off to him because that's – I mean, it's just impressive what he's doing at Anaheim. I mean, they play Washington tonight, so that'll be a big test. That'll but, be fun, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, but, yeah, that we were kind of talking about Anaheim as this team that's going to be at the bottom of the borough. I feel like it's – it's win-win situation for them if they don't, like, win the rest of this. like, if they just kind of drop off and don't do much, like, then they that's when you trade guys like, I think, Hampus Lindholm, Josh Manson. I think they have one year's left. Yeah, so, no, get a bunch of – yeah, get a bunch of draft picks for them and just keep the rebuild because they have a lot of good pieces, like, obviously, Zegers and Drysdale, and you just keep adding to that. But if you make a run at the playoffs and kind of – or, like, that team – that surprise team every year that makes it in where you don't expect it. And they're kind of a younger, younger team that they, they could be in as well. Anaheim is what I thought LA would be. LA is, is heating up now, but like, I feel like, I, well, they're both good, but I feel like a- a- Anaheim had this start that I was expecting out of LA, I guess. I was going to
1: say, yeah, to LA's defense, they had a bit of a injury rough start to the year. Yeah. But now the kids are starting to heat up, which is huge for them. But, like, I mean, I I personally just think it's more of a fun league when the California teams are good just because they play each other all the time and yeah. when they're good that those games become chippy as hell. Yeah,
0: underrated rivalry Anaheim and LA. Like that's, oh, a, yeah, that's dude. San Jose, like, yeah, San Jose, like even
1: San Jose is not at the bad start to the year. Like
0: Yeah, basically any combination of Californian teams. Remember like I think it was like 2015 and that would be death row if you're going to California oh, yeah, for a road trip. For like 4 years it was. Mhm.
1: And cuz like yeah you're 100 right it, it used to be death row now death row is i don't even know like what would it be i don't know probably <laughs> actually probably the florida trip because you're going to play Tampa oh, yeah, and florida yeah, back yeah. to back so that's mm-hmm. that's gonna probably the tough one now i'm like trying to think probably that or like washington and someone back to back in the east but like it used to be yeah you said it used to be Murder's row and yeah that, but
0: like yeah, Tampa, Florida is now, but that was it for like for like half a decade at least. Seriously, bro. Like, oh my gosh.
1: And now I feel like it's just, like, they're slowly coming back, which is nice. And I feel like it's going to lead to just a very interesting Pacific division, which is something that I feel like we desperately needed.
0: Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, San Jose is six, seven, six, and one as well. So, yeah. Because uh, James
1: Reimer's got like a 9:30 or something. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's like he's like right at the top of the league. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah he has a 9:40 state percentage. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious.
1: And then like, uh, who is it? Jonathan deline has got like six or seven goals. Oh, balls, that's something so like that.
0: awesome that he's. That he's he's getting, good for he's him finally, are, like breaking through. That's awesome. oh yeah. Because he was always an analytic hey, darling. Hey, <laughs> hey, guess who? Guess who traded him away? Vancouver. <laughs>
1: I, yes. Who do they trade him for again? I don't even know. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't, like, I <laughs> remember when they traded him. I just don't know, but I don't
0: remember what they traded him for. Exactly. I do not remember. But yeah, I don't even think he was a Vancouver draft pick. I think they got him for Alex Burrows. Yeah, from I Ottawa. I remember yeah. that. And then and they traded him to San Jose. I'm the That's name weird. who they traded for is eluding me, but uh, whoever it was, it's, he's not Jonathan Dolan. So. Exactly.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: It's so funny.
1: And, like, it, I just want to see what this division looks like in a month. Because I feel like, obviously, all the teams that got off the hot starts kind of cooling off a little. All the teams that got off the cold starts, besides Arizona,
0: starting yeah. to heat it up Arizona's a little. Arizona's in their own class, their own class. Besides Andrew Ladd, baby. Andrew Ladd's got goals oh in three straight. God. He's so good. <laughs> Sniping one on flurry as well. Oh, my
1: God. Through, like, four people, including Seth mm. Jones.
0: Yeah. Oh. oh,
1: baby. So much fun. But, um, yeah, I, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the standings are in a month. Because there's a lot of teams right now where I'm looking at them and I go, are you this good or are you this bad? Like, I look at Dallas, for example. Dallas oh, I a- wanted
0: to talk about Dallas, too. Yeah. Like They just got their first regulation one against uh, Philadelphia.
1: That's insane. We're in, like, mid-November.
0: <laughs> Even the Blackhawks got their first regulation one before that. <laughs> Come on, guy. Jeez, get on it. Mm-hmm. That's but- another place where you look at – Okay, maybe there's a coaching change because they're, uh, again, they're, they they assembled a great team there. I expected way more out of them. Like, I was expecting the 2019-2020 Dallas Stars were, yeah, good defense, Senior. but also you could put the puck in the net, but there's not even that. I think they're, like, the most low-event team in the NHL where, yeah, you don't give up any chances, basically, but then don't you don't generate any chances and they're playing guys like luke linden and giving them more time and like michael raffle more time than guys like rupe and stuff like that at least from what i saw so i feel there's got to be some kind of coaching change where <laughs> where you just bring in any like any literally any other coach because i think any other coach would bring more of an offensive mind to that team right now because oh, they, they they should they should be better than what they are right now Oh, they should
1: be hundred percent. And like you said, like defensively they're still fine. Like if I feel like the brightest spot on that team is that Braden Holpe's returned to form with oh, that yeah. team. Who would have thought? Put him put him in a good defensive system. Yeah, it's put him
0: not in Vancouver.
1: <laughs> wow, like who would have thought? Jeez. But um I just I, I don't get what Dallas is doing. Like there was one night where uh Mike Heiko, who I think is one of their um uh, beat writers, he posted the lines. And I, I commented, I was like, is this a joke? Because the bottom six looks like they're in the top six. So she said, nope, that's yeah, exactly like what bonus team, wants.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, the results show it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, you yeah. put Tyler Sagan on the fourth line. I bet you don't score a lot of goals. Like, are we back in twenty what 2013 with Boston? Is this what we're doing yeah. now? Like, cool. Right, where's Tyler team, Sagan getting triggered to? Yeah,
0: too? missed a team breakfast. Oh <laughs> gosh, bro. Like, it's just ridiculous.
1: And then, like. You still got Jamie Ben, who hasn't been able to score at a consistent rate in almost three years now. Um, Radulov gets banged up every other day, it seems like. Um, like you said, they're not playing rope by hints in a position to put him in a right spot. I've seen Garyanoff get healthy scratched on multiple occasions. Like, I don't know what is going on in Dallas this year. Um, the only bright spot is Miro Haskinen, from what I can see, because he is exactly what the doctor ordered on that back end. In terms of like a guy that can be a counterfeit to, or not counterfeit counterpart to uh, Klingberg, just in terms of like the style they play, like I saw a play where Skinnon almost went through like four defenders and roofed it on a goalie, but he hit the crossbar. <laughs> like that dude is incredible. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm just waiting to see when the forwards figure it out, and maybe it's the, maybe like you said, maybe it's bonus holding the back. And I mean, Rick Bonus didn't really get thrown into the job because he was qualified. He got thrown into the job because jim montgomery went to aa and then they just magically went on a cup run because like they went on a massive heater
0: offensively Yeah, because you had a good goaltending and then you finally got offense <laughs> and it's you want to know why you got good
1: offense because you put the fucking goal scorers in a position to score goals it's crazy how that concept sure.
0: works sometimes
1: like i don't want it's like almost like if you put tyler sagan on the left circle he might score a goal or two maybe I don't know, even maybe, with the risk problem.
0: maybe i should be a head coach damn I
1: know, right? It's like these these crazy (laughs) concepts where it's like you have a guy who can shoot, put him on the side where he's opened up to a playmaker. I don't know. Maybe it'll work.
0: Like It's worth a shot, definitely.
1: Let's put it this way. They're making Nashville look like a more competent team this year, which hats off to Nashville. They look fine right now, honestly. Like, yeah, we beat them on Sunday, last Sunday or whatever, but like, Yossi's killing it. Tanner Janelle's got, like, six goals or Matthew something like Shane, that. Matthew Shane,
0: I think, has more points last year in less than half the games. I love that. Like, I, I hate
1: seeing Matthew Shane stink, so I like seeing that. And, like, Brian Johansson's got, like, five goals or something like that. So, it's good to see the guys who were getting paid the money actually doing something. It kind of reminds me of the Hawks from a couple years ago, where, like, Taves finally was, like, on a heater offensively and whatnot. It's like, it wasn't going to be forever that these guys were going to have bad puck luck. So it's nice to see that happen in Nashville because, like, I'd rather have it happen now than in March like it did last year. So. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. So Matthew Shane last year had 13 points in 34 games with Nashville in the regular season. This year, he has 16 points in 15 games. That's fucking hilarious. Good for Matt <laughs> Shane, bro. Good for Matt yeah. Shane. And he loves it in Nashville, too. So...
1: I'm happy for him because yeah. that guy's been through the freaking ringer in the last five years.
0: Yeah, Roman Yossi is 16 points in 50 games, and this is a surprise. Granlund has 16 points in 15 games.
1: I mean, we talked about it for how long, Pierce? Like, when was Grandland going to figure it out in Nashville? Because the guy had like 85 points in Minnesota one year. You got like, we, for Fiala. I know. Like, we know he has the talent. Like, it's good to see him figure it out too. Because, like. We, I mean, we talk about it all the time. We look at Nashville's forward court. It's like, who's going to score goals? It's like, well, they got guys who have scored goals in the past. It's just, will they do it? Now they're doing it, and look what happens. John so.
0: Hines' masterclass, question mark? <sighs> no. John Hines can just sit
1: there and look amazed, as he probably should be, that his forwards are scoring without Forsberg. Without Forsberg, nonetheless. They don't want Forsberg or Arvidsson right now, because, well, Arvidsson, they traded, but Forsberg. Which is, is
0: why scoring. I did not think they were going to be a good team, because who's going to yeah. score the goals for that team? But I guess Matt Schrodinger. Okay. Low shooting
1: percentages, be damned. We are gonna be the opposite this year.
0: Guess who they play tonight? The Nashville Predators. Uh Dallas. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: And then of course the Leafs play us and then go on like a seven game heater. So Oh yeah. They've won like seven of their last eight, and the big four is killing it and David Camp scoring ridiculous goals. Oh my
0: god, that goal! <laughs> who was it against Buffalo? I think yeah. that was so funny. So I saw I saw a video of McDavid that McDavid goal where he just went through the whole Rangers team, and then it's like the David What's Camp goal. And like who did it better? <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, everyone's like,
1: David Camp had more goals than did in Chicago last year. It's like, okay, well, he still has stone hands. That doesn't fucking matter when you get a goal like that. Yeah, (laughs) that's the
0: key word. You said in Chicago last year.
1: Jesus. Okay. Like, good for you. Do you also want to, like, compare him to the freaking Rochester Americans next time? (sighs) Jeez. Also, fun AHL fact, I think the Utica Comets are 10 or no, the the Devil's affiliate. So, that's hilarious.
0: They also made fun of Cole Caulfield, I believe. I'm pretty sure we brought brought that up last week. (laughs) no.
1: Not Cole Caulfield. (laughs) Not Mr. I'm going to win the Calder because I fucking scored five goals in the playoffs one time. I'm sorry. Like, I'm so over Caulfield. Like, those Dabrinkit comparisons made me want to just put my head through a wall. It's not
0: even that, like, it's Caulfield's fault. It's Haps fans.
1: No, it's Haps fans saying that he's already better than Dabrinkit. It's like, shut up. Jeez! Also, Ooh, wait, I bro. have a gripe with the uh, TSN. Now, the fact that those losers think Alex is not making the Olympic team, you're on
0: Ooh. drugs. You're oh, on he's drugs. making the team. Are you You right? are on
1: drugs. Are you freaking kidding me? Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, even
0: with Stan Bowman out as a GM, he's still making that team. I don't care. And if he I mean, doesn't, that's a crime and they don't deserve to win.
1: They don't <laughs> deserve to win. It's just like World Juniors when he didn't make it the one year. They didn't. Yeah, that's stupid. And they won that year. Right? Uh, even
0: though they did win, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, Troy Terry was on that team. Maybe he'll make this one. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, if he keeps Troy going, he's too. going to, so. but, um, Troy Terry plays with Austin Matthews.
1: Oh, my gosh. Did yeah, they were saying that. They were saying that he wouldn't make it over guys like Blake Wheeler. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. know about that. I, I really had to, like, hold my tongue because I was just like, you're kidding me right now. The guy who was on a 50-goal pace last year and is on a bottom team in the league and is still on a 40-goal pace. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly, like, just bring that up with Cole Caulfield. Like, okay, yeah, you had your nice little playoff run, but the bring it also, like – has scored 40 goals and 30 goals. And then point per game last year and was on pace for 50 goals. <laughs> yeah. Like you gotta do it. You gotta have a little bit of a, um,
1: you gotta, you gotta have, have a little bit of a resume before you get, to yeah, those you gotta, you
0: gotta do it, You gotta do that on a consistent basis. And yeah. I think he can, he's only 20 right now. So, but it's, if anything, it's probably
1: better that he's not on this Montreal team right oh, now. Oh Yeah. 100%. Cause
0: and and God, again, that, they
1: are a shitter.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's again, that's Habs fans hyping him up. Like, just putting mm-hmm. unrealistic expectations on him. My favorite was everyone was getting on
1: Suzuki's head, and now next Suzuki's been like perfectly fine the last two mm-hmm. weeks. He's been the only guy driving offense for them. That's my favorite. But I'm just curious to see where do they go, honestly. I don't.
0: Uh, it doesn't sound like Bridgman's coming back.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound like he wants to come back either, which is like. I think it's going to be a mutual parting. I don't think he's going to get fired. But uh, who knows? Maybe Carrie Price comes back and they just go on a heater. We've seen it before. That'll be I awesome
0: mean, to see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially for Price because, like, man, that. It's just crazy to think what he did in the playoffs last year going through all that. That's just insane to think about. Like, mm-hmm. poor guy. I hope he got the help he needed because he's one of the best talents at net that we've seen in the last 15 years. And I would like to see him represent his country one more time.
0: Oh, that'd be awesome. Just as like a mm-hmm. last dance kind of thing, but with Canada. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> and like, from what it looks like right now, you're probably right. Carter Hart's definitely making that team because he is Carter Hart's looking like, old oh, Carter Hart right now, is that, which is good.
0: Like, especially as like I I don't know if he'll get regular playing time, but like as a oh, third string goal. Taxi guy though. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like what Demko would do for the U.S. I would think. Yeah. And he's. Or- and he's the future of canadian goaltending too like yeah because i in 2026 like if he like just consistently keeps being good like he's probably going to be the guy because flurry and price are probably going to be retired by then which is weird to think about but yeah yeah and then as much as i hate
1: to say it bennington might get a crack because he hasn't been terrible this year no he yes, hasn't so. and i
0: mean If if that helps someone, then whatever. (laughs) As long as Bane doesn't try to beat the crap out of the Russian goaltender, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Stares down at Andre Vasilevsky. Yes. Vasilevsky (laughs) stares back
1: with crackhead eyes, and he's just like, "Okay, this is gonna turn into a war." Oh man, I can't wait for the Olympics. That's pretty cool. And like from what it sounds like, if they said the Eichel surgery might he might be on the ice sooner than later because like, do you see that about Eichel surgery? That shit took like an hour, and he was walking afterwards. Oh, I know. Like, fuck you, Buffalo. Fuck fuck the Pagoulas. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I need to just – let me speak into the mic. Fuck the Pagoulas. They are the fucking worst. How are you – how do you look at that surgery that took an hour and you can see how much better this guy feels and you went for six months? Nah, you can't do that. No. No. It's like, fuck you. Looks good on you. Have fun with Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs when Eichel's back in January. Good grief.
0: Do you think he makes the Olympic team? Because uh, I, if I'm Vegas, I I like I I took you, and now you're gonna go to the Olympics and risk it. Like, no, just take the time to, to relax. I know too. he wants to play. Yeah, yeah, I know he definitely. really wants to play,
1: but I don't think he will. Especially no. since like right now with the American team, it looks like they could bring a really good youth group and do fine. Like, I think if they, if, yeah, Hughes, I'm I telling you, do. Troy Terry keeps this up. He will be on the Olympic mm. team. Like, he has to be, like, just at the rate he's scoring and what he's done for his country in the past anyway. Like, um, you could put, like, Dylan Markins having a way better start to the year than I would have ever expected. He, he'll he make the team.
0: Like, well, the trend general, yeah.
1: <laughs> dude, Lucas Raymond is unbelievable. Holy crap! He's gonna win the. Who put
0: him on the Sweden Olympic team? Oh, he he better make
1: the Sweden Olympic team, like or at least be a taxi squad guy, because dude, he's like what top ten scoring as a rookie? That's yeah, I crazy. think he
0: is, he's point per game, and I saw a thing. It's like he is the only teenager in like the past fifteen years, like with Crosby, Stamkos, and I forget who the other one person was, but like it's a very exclusive group. Like with the point production he's putting up right now at his age. Yeah, dude. it's... <laughs> Isman strikes again. Oh, lot. Nick David, obviously. I don't, I don't know how. Yeah, to, that uh, guy. You know that guy who's just that, like the fifth, fourth little, fastest
1: guy to reach 600 points or something like that. You know,
0: just yeah, that little chestnut, mm. normal stuff. I don't know. The funniest part about that was I didn't realize
1: Dennis Savard was like on that list for like fastest to reach 600 points. Forgot how good he was back in the day, but like, I, I Chris, I don't know if you listened to the Chris Johnson show yesterday, but they were oh, talking about it. Yeah. and They were like. I don't think we talk enough about Dry saddle and McDavid and what no, they're doing. Because no. they, they are doing stuff that we have not seen, at least in our actual lifetimes. Like, my parents haven't seen stuff like this since the 80s in terms of scoring,
0: right? It's been like, at least since, like, Yager and Lemieux. Because obviously, Crosby and Malkin come to mind, but, like, it feels like when Crosby had a good year like Malkin was out and then like when Malkin had a good year Crosby like they never at the same time continuously were like putting up ridiculous seasons Yeah, as great as they are they weren't competing for the Hart Trophy against each other no exactly yeah like if it, it was it was just one usually and
1: and I know like Drysaddle shooting like 30% or something like
0: that but like he's
1: still gonna get 50 in his sleep
0: at this uh, rate. He... like are you kidding me <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like I, bet I feel the hell like so that he gets fifty unless he gets injured.
1: Dude, Drysdale is gonna have more fifty goal seasons than like everyone in the league except Ovechkin after next year. Think about that.
0: Like, I, don't think, I don't even think Stamkos or no Stamkos too. I he think has a sixty, uh, but I no, mean, he has a fifty-two. I think.
1: Oh, okay. I could well, be uh, wrong, but well, yeah, okay, he's like so he's in a it's, very it's a late group, company, bro. Really. It's a elite yeah. company. Oh my gosh! Like the fact that like I get injuries of top ten, but Austin Matthews hasn't hit fifty goals yet. Drysdale is about to do it twice. Like dry saddle is on an unbelievable tear and that's not even beginning to talk about the greatest player on the face of the earth. Like, I, they amaze me with just what they can do with a little bit of space. Cause like, I, like, I still talk about it, dude. I saw a goal where dry settle completely whipped on a one timer and this thing still went perfectly in the, in the top corner. Like they're, Firing on all cylinders, and the guys we talked about that needed to take a step have taken a step. Um, Kelly Yamamoto and uh, guess you to be specific. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having a great start to the if year. his First goal, <laughs> Duncan Key's analytics don't look like shit because he's Whoa. actually looking good with Cody Ceci. I don't understand <laughs> what this league is anymore, but um, yeah, and like, I mean, I think they're banging up in net a little, but. Like, if Koskinen keeps making saves like
0: he was against St. Louis a couple nights ago, they'll be fine. Yeah, Koskinen, from what I've heard, has been good, so. Yeah, like,
1: good for Edmonton, man. And I, I, Chris Johnson mentioned it, too. This is even more reason to put pressure on Ken Holland, because are you sure they this got, isn't the year to go
0: for they it? they got to go for it, man. Like, the, I think they have a chance against Vegas, too, especially you, with the way you things are going pop. right now. You gotta buy with the yeah. capital B that's all
1: in the deadline. I'm sorry. Like I better see like a Philip Forsberg on your team and oh, That's all I'm God. gonna That'll
0: say. Be nasty. Who hell if the Blackhawks don't make it Mark andre Fleur. <laughs> if he wants to move. That's it. Like that's, oh, that's yeah, throw Kubik on. on there too. Mm. Like, jeez. I'm Give sorry. Us.
1: Like, there's just like you need like add just you gotta add to that team. Just add add that. Look at Vegas. Vegas just got Jack fucking eichel. How are you gonna top that? Oh, we got Dry to McDavid. Well, that didn't that got you so far last time. You need more. Like when, we know that you can win the regular season. When you get to the playoffs, you, I'm sorry, I want to see Edmonton three lines deep in like six months. That's my that's my wish. Like by the time the front round one starts, they can go one, two, three with their lines, and they got their defensive pairings worked out, and. I just don't want to be robbed of McDavid for cycle in the playoffs because we are going to get it and it's going to be amazing.
0: <laughs> I want to, yeah. If we if we do make a trade with Edmonton trade deadline, I want Philip Broberg and a first round pick and more. Just literally, like if you're Edmonton, just don't subtract from your ma- main roster. Just move all the prospects and picks you can and just go for it's it. Time. If there's a year to go for it. Like, it's now because, obviously, Vegas is probably is definitely their toughest competition, but at the rate, like, they're, they're going to make the playoffs, but, like, in previous years, like, it's not a given. So, if, if there's a year to go for it, to me, it's now for Edmonton.
1: 100%. And uh, I hope that gets to Ken, th- Ken Holland, because apparently can't go for it every year. No, so,
0: that's,
1: that's Even when your player scores 105 points in 56 games and your 38-year-old goalie has, like, a 930 save percentage. Mm-hmm. No, not the year to go for it. Not the year to go for it. I don't know. When you when, basically would have had a cakewalk to the uh, yeah, when Western you're, Conference final.
0: When exactly. When you're, the team you're playing is the one to pick Jets in the yeah, first round. Like just
1: unacceptable. Like, top to bottom. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I know I keep beating the drum on this, but, like, they cannot do what they did last year again. They actually can't. It, I, I won't accept it if they do. It's gonna be terrible. Oh my gosh! Like, do not waste another year of McDavid's prime, or the NHL community will destroy you. I'm sorry. And also, this is on ESPN. Get more Euler games on TV. Because I'm sorry, They're I the can't, most like, fun team to watch. I know, and I get it. Like the average fan probably is like, "Why the fuck would I want to watch Edmonton?" But it's yeah. like, oh, like maybe show a couple more Conor McDavid
0: highlights. The average days. fan would be like, "Where the fuck is Edmonton?" Yeah,
1: like yeah, and then they'll be like, and they'll be like, "Holy shit, this guy's fast as balls, and this other guy can shoot the lights out." What is this?
0: And it's called good hockey. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Trusdale is on pace for 182 points right now, <laughs> and then McDavid is on pace for 158. Oh, slacker. Better step it up, Connor. Jesus. Can't lead. That's no wonder. Can't be a leader if you're not leading your team in points. Exactly. Oh, my
1: gosh. But remember, Connor McDavid doesn't play defense. And remember, they only play together, even though they've only scored 50% of their goals together. That's the stupidest part. They can put them together, and they can split them up, and they're going to score on you either way. So just pick pick your your poison. poison.
0: Exactly. Oh,
1: my gosh. All right, Kirby Doc, hope you're ready on Saturday. Yeah, that'll that'll, that'll be fun. Hey, he did pretty well against Drysaddle in the playoffs. Oh, and
0: guess the who they shot. play tonight, Winnipeg? Ooh, the Mark Scheifele revenge game. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? I feel like we can end it off here. Like, there isn't too much to talk about right now. Like, most of it it's just, like, has to do with games. It's not like there's any – yeah, no... or anything. Or... I, well, actually, did we talk about the Bob Murray stuff last yeah, week? W- the thing was, we when we we recorded last week, I think it just broke that he uh, was uh, like put on administrative leave. But yeah, he resigned as uh GM, and uh, it sounds like there was like it wasn't physically abusing people, but he was verbally Verbal. abusing people, which is not good either way. Like it just sounds like he was. Piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's, that's the way to put it. <laughs> but there's some cases that went back far back as like 2008. and I think that was the first year he was general manager. So, yeah. um, it's it's promising to see that because it, again, like it just old hockey men just staying in their job for oh, yeah. way too long and not doing much with it. So hopefully, and, like, and this is because of Kyle Beach. Like people feel more like comfortable reporting this kind of matters to I think it was a hotline or whatever that they have set up so yeah. if they're like yeah like this whole Chicago case and good on Anaheim for like getting on it right away and not waiting 11 years to do it yeah um, like as soon so, as yeah. that broke they put them on administrative leave that's like the number like the fact that the bar
1: is that fucking low right now yeah. it's just the problem that's like, the bare geez. minimum
0: you're supposed to do that yeah um, so dumb. but it, it's promising to see that there's at least like that people feel comfortable doing this now that there's going to be some kind of change. Like who knows what, else, what what, else, what? other skeletons are in the closet are there like this, yeah. this can't be just it right now. They
1: um. There was a AHL, former AHL coach from Rhode Island. He just got yeah. accused of like four accounts of second, second degree sexual assault or something like that. Yeah. I
0: saw that too.
1: It's going to be a dark time for the next little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, as much as it's been hurting to go over the John Doe stuff and yeah. the Kyle Beach stuff, it, it needs to be done. And this is the reason it needs to be done because people are now having the courage to speak out on stuff that's happened to them over the last probably dozens of years, like decades, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there's been like, uh, there was a story about the old uh, Chicago high school coach that used to like back from the eighties or whatever, uh, like, I think four or five new victims spoke out from that case because of Kyle Beach's, uh, yeah. like, speaking out and his bravery. So, I mean, just, it, it shows just how much uh, faith it gives people if you listen. And yeah, I like feel like that's that how of much each- of
0: an that's how much of an impact uh, Kyle Beach have. And again, like love and support to John Doe. Obviously there's not a name yeah. to him and like a face. It doesn't need to be but there. We, there doesn't need to be anyways. It. You need to believe in survivors. And yeah, but yeah, again, it's been a dark time in hockey. Like I'm just now kind of getting back to like enjoying it. Cause there was like a couple weeks, like after I f- just the general blocks blocks, like I was just so turned off. Like I just felt so disgusted. It's like, yeah there's this hockey game going on there's this trade happening but like it doesn't matter like it really didn't matter in the whole grand scheme of things with everything going on so it's been it's been tough I'm not even pretend I'm victim but like it it fucking sucks when you wake up and there's people that are like heavy shit dude yeah it's heavy shit and like people have been going through this for like almost a decade now Mm in some cases a decade so again um, hopefully
1: I was going to say, it's just unfortunate for a sport that's supposed to be escapism that it can become this, but it has to become this. And I just feel like it's not – how do I put it? It's not the nicest thing you're going to see, but it, it's the best thing you're going to have to see. Like, it, I don't, I, I'm trying to find no good way to work. Oh, no, I know like, I know. What it you has mean. to be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you may not like it, but it has to be done, and you need to hear it, and everyone needs to hear it, and they need to listen. Because this sport is two light years behind other – or sports organizations or not organizations but just sports industries as a whole
0: yeah like progress is very slow particularly yeah, one step at the a NHL, time but again one step at a time hopefully if there's any more skeletons in the closet that people that have been victims of this have the courage to to speak up we're with them and uh yeah hopefully this sport can continue to change for the better so um I don't know. You got anything else to say? I think we can getting it off here. No, that was it. I just wanted to make a note on
1: that because I feel yeah. like we've been, we kind of have kept a note on that for most of the time and that was pretty big news. And I, it was funny too because like it, for the listeners, we that was probably an hour and a half after we recorded maybe. And I just like we texted to the group chat. We were just like, oh, well,
0: that happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just missed it. <laughs> just this is a little chestnut anyways. Um, yeah. Thank you all for tuning in and enjoy your Tuesday all. Peace out. Shh, i